Hello, I'm Stephen Carr and welcome to my Science Engagement Podcast. If you look up on a dark, cloudless night, no doubt many of us have seen a shooting star. That's a quick flash of light that streaks across the sky. Now in the blink of an eye, they're gone. But what are they and how do they come into contact with our Earth's atmosphere? Well, what's the difference between a shooting star, a meteor, a meteoroid and a meteorite? These are just some of the names we use to describe such a shooting star. Well, they are all related to the flashes of light that we see in a dark sky, but we call the same object by different names, depending on where it is. Meteoroids are objects in space that range in size from dust grains to small asteroids, so you can think of them as space rocks. Now, when a meteoroid enters the Earth's atmosphere, or that of another planet like Mars, at high speed, it burns up and the fireballs or shooting stars are called meteors. When a meteor survives a trip through the atmosphere and hits the ground, it's called a meteorite. So let's go and explore what a meteoroid is. Well, meteoroids can range from the size of small particles of dust and ice from trails of comets up to about a kilometre ball of rock. When a meteoroid enters the Earth's atmosphere from space, the friction caused by the air particles heats them so that they glow, leaving behind them a trail of gas and melted particles as they disintegrate about 30 to 60 miles from the ground. Now, most glow for about a second, the blink of an eye, that's why you never really see them uh, that long in the sky, but others do leave a trail that lasts for several minutes. Now, these are known as meteors. Meteoroids that come from asteroids, that happens when an asteroid has been nudged by another piece of rock and that causes that to break up into smaller pieces. Now millions of meteoroids enter the Earth's atmosphere each day but at certain times each year a trail or cluster of meteoroids will arrive at once as Earth passes through the remnants of a comet that passed long ago while orbiting the Sun. Well what are they made of? Well, almost all meteoroids contain nickel and iron. Those are the main two elements that meteoroids contain. Now, they have three main classifications, known as iron, stone, and stony iron. Some stone meteoroids contain grain-like inclusions, known as chondrules, and are called chondrites. Stony meteoroids, without these features, are called achondrites, which typically form from extraterrestrial igneous activity. So... Um, it, it occurred in a volcano or when they bashed together somewhere in space, they melt, melted a little and they contain little or no extraterrestrial iron. The composition of meteoroids can be inferred as they pass through Earth's atmosphere from their trajectories from the light spectra of the resulting meteor. Now this, this part of science is called spectroscopy. It's also used to determine uh, what exoplanets are made of and what uh, suns outside the solar system made of is, is a very interesting branch of science. Anyway, most meteoroids come from the asteroid belt, having been kind of nudged a little by the gravitational influence of the gas giants, for example, in our own solar system. But others are particles from comets, giving rise to meteor showers. Now, some of these meteoroids are fragments from bodies such as Mars or our moon that have actually been thrown into space by an impact. A very large number of meteoroids enter the Earth's atmosphere each day, amounting to hundreds of tons of material, but they are almost all very small, just say a few milligrams each. Only the largest ones 
ever reach the surface to become meteorites. The average meteoroid enters the atmosphere at between 10 and 70 kilometers per second, but all but the very largest quickly decelerate to a few hundred kilometers an hour by atmospheric friction, and they hit the Earth's surface with very little fanfare. However, meteoroids larger than a few hundred tons are slowed very little, and only these large ones, and fortunately rare ones, make craters on Earth. A good example of what happens when a small asteroid hits the Earth is the Barringer Crater in Arizona. It was formed about 60,000 years ago by an iron meteor, which is about 50 metres in diameter. And the crater is quite big. It's a kilometre in diameter and 200 metres deep. You might have seen some of the photographs on the internet. It's quite a famous impact crater. Now, about 120 of these impact craters have been identified on the Earth so far. So, what is a meteor? Well, meteors travel through the Earth's atmosphere after being heated to very high temperatures by collisions with the air molecules in the upper atmosphere, which creates that streak of light via its rapid motion and sometimes also by shedding glowing material in its wake. Although a meteor may seem to be a few thousand feet from the Earth, meteors typically occur in the mesosphere at altitudes of 76 to 100 kilometres. Scientists estimate that about 48 tonnes of meteoritic material falls on the Earth each day. Almost all this material is vaporised in the Earth's atmosphere, leaving a bright trail, as we formerly call them, shooting stars. Now, several of these meteors per hour can usually be seen on any given night, so on a dark, clear sky, just go out and look up and you'll see them. Sometimes the number can increase dramatically, and these events are called meteor showers. Meteor showers occur annually or at regular intervals as the Earth passes through the trail of dusty debris left by a comet. So meteor showers are usually named after a star or constellation that is close to where the meteors appear in the sky. Perhaps the most famous are the Persides, which peak around about August every year. Every Perside meteor is a tiny piece of the comet Swift-Tuttle, which swings by the Sun every 135 years. Millions of meteors occur in Earth's atmosphere every day. Most meteoroids that cause meteors are about the size of a grain of sand. They're about a millimetre of size. Now, meteors have roughly a 50% chance of daylight or near-daylight collision with Earth. Most meteors are, however, observed at night when darkness allows fainter objects to be recognised. For bodies with a size scale larger than 10 centimetres to several metres, Meteor visibility is due to the atmospheric ram pressure, not friction, that heats the meteoroid so that it glows and creates a shining trail of gases and melted meteoroid particles. The gases include vaporised meteoroid material and atmospheric gases that heat up when the meteoroid passes through the atmosphere. Most meteors glow for about a second and then they're gone. Meteorites are typically solid pieces of debris from an object such as a comet, asteroid or meteoroid that originates in outer space and survives its passage through the atmosphere to reach the surface of the planet or moon. When the object enters the atmosphere, various factors such as friction, pressure and chemical interactions with the atmospheric gases causes it to heat up and radiate energy. It then becomes a meteor and forms a fireball, also known as a shooting star or falling star. Now, astronomers call the brightest examples of these bolides. Meteorites can vary greatly in size. For geologists, a bolide is a meteorite large enough to create an impact crater. 
Meteorites that are recovered after being observed as they transit through the atmosphere and impact the Earth are called meteorite falls. All others are known as meteorite finds. And as of August last year, 2018, there are about 1,400 witnessed falls that have specimens in the world's collection. And as of 2018, there are over 59,000 well-documented meteorite finds. And because meteorites are quite rare, and when people do find them, they are very carefully looked after, they are worth a lot of money, and museums will actually store them in steel vaults. And that's how priceless some of these oldest pieces of space debris is. Meteorites have traditionally been divided into three broad categories. There are stony meteorites that are rocks, mainly composed of silicate minerals. There are iron meteorites that are largely composed of metallic iron nickel. And stony iron meteorites that contain large amounts of both metallic and rocky material. Mo modern classification schemes divide meteorites into groups according to their structure, chemical and isotopic composition and mineralogy. Meteorites smaller than 2 mm are classified as micrometeorites. Extraterrestrial meteorites are such objects that have impacted other celestial bodies, whether or not they've passed through an atmosphere, and they have been found on the Moon and the Mars. I have left out asteroids from this main podcast as they're quite a fascinating subject to warrant their own programme, which will be coming up early next year. But for now, and if you are lucky to live in a designated dark sky area where there is no light pollution, look up and have a go at spotting these deep space travellers yourself. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening to the Science Engagement Podcast. Until next time, goodbye.